Welcome to the Wisconsin Wrestler Podcast with your co-hosts Teague Fenwick and Steve Lerquin. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Wisconsin Wrestler Podcast, powered by WI Wrestle. I'm your host, Teague Fenwick, coming to you live from Holman. Joining me, as always, from Fort Atkinson is my co-host, Steve Lerquin. Steve, great to be here. Always pumped to be here, T. Excited for this one. And Steve, we'll we'll introduce our guest right away. Could almost get into the point of recurring where he's an honorary yeah. co-host at this point. Four, four, t- four times. Four-timer. He's a four-timer, T. You know, I I didn't know how this name would go over in like the wrestling world, but I, I only think of one thing when I think of our guest for the evening. And I just, in my head, I know him as the sweetheart of Wisconsin wrestling. So... <laughs> We're we're gonna go with that. The sweetheart of Wisconsin wrestling. I was thinking more of like the Godfather or something like that. Yeah, that's dude. But then it doesn't fit because I I just don't see uh, uh, Ernie like often people like the Godfather did. Right. Well, Scott's the Godfather of the cheesehead. So. Oh yeah, yeah, that's it. We can't we can't have that. (laughs) No, I'm excited. This is this is the best podcast ever because one of the greatest guys ever. We just get to like you know, put a cork in them and, and rile them up a little bit and let them go. And we just get to sit there and, uh, you know, get to listen and learn about a great tournament. So with that being said, everyone, the recurring guest, Mr. Ernie Millard, Ernie, how about that for an intro, man? <laughs> I, I think I should close my computer and go, go away because there's nowhere to go, but down after that introduction, let me tell you. <laughs> The last time I got to chat with both of you, um, I was busting in on your podcast at the Bi States. Charlie oh. was like, Dad, Stephen Teeger up there. You got to go say hi to him. And next thing I know, I got Steve's headset and, 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 and I'm talking away. So it's, it's really good to see you guys again. And um, we're super excited about the tournament that we're going to host on, on Friday and really appreciate the, um, the kudos you're giving us and the opportunity to get out and, and publicize it a little bit. Well, Ernie, I know we got to see you at the Bi State for the second year in a row. I know we talked a little bit off air, but it's oh, one of the topics of conversation when we had you on for the sectional preview was this could very well be a year Homestead makes it to Team State. I know Steve and I had different picks on that one, but let's hear how the season's going so far, how the potential path to the fieldhouse is being shaped out for the Highlanders. Well, we've, we've had more ups than downs for sure. Um, we had talked about the difficulty of the schedule that we, we assumed this year, you know, going to the Minnesota Christmas tournament, going to the bi-state tournament, going to the Cheesehead. um, you know, our, our smaller tournament slinger, which is a great tournament to start the season, our conference schedule. And then, and then the Highlander as well, um, before we hit, hit the conference championships and, um, we're, um, we have one loss in conference right now. We're, um, seven and one and tied with Slinger and Hartford. We had a really tough loss last week to a really good Slinger team losing on criteria. And it was, I'm not going to lie. It was, it was one of those moments I went home and, and I struggled that night because we're so invested in what we're trying to do. And I woke up the next day and, and I was, I was down still a little bit. Um, and I knew when I got to practice with the team, we had to figure some things out and, um, and so I did my superintendent, who's a dear friend of mine who coached baseball with me 
for six years was checking up on me because he was, you know, we're we're trying to do something we've never done. And he and he came and chatted and he said, you know what, Ernie, you'll figure something out. You're going to you're going to figure something out and you guys are going to get better. And um, kind of gave me Matt joint kind of gave me a little inspiration. And we sat down and talked about that meet the night before. And and I had not done my due diligence as coach. Um, I had not talked to kids about understanding the importance of the difference between a major and a tech fall or a tech fall and a pin or not getting pinned. And so I put together for the kids a chart for if we get to the conference championship and we have one loss, you know, what a pin means, what advancement points mean, what um, what placement points you get for first, second through all the way through eighth. Mm-hmm. Um, and and turned it into somewhat of a, a mathematical equation, right? Like you get emotional and you're down and then you realize, well, man, you know, I'm late in a match and I'm up, I'm up seven. All right. I'm going to, I need to cut this kid and try and get another takedown or I'm on my back and I'm in trouble and I'm wrestling a kid from Hartford or Slinger that we're potentially tied with. I need not to get pinned because I'm giving they're going to pick up an extra point if I do. And it was super productive. Um, and just kind of, we, we had those papers for the kids. They looked at it and, and, and then we, you know, we talked about, we had some really tough practices after that where we're working on getting, getting through things and learning to deal with getting broken and then coming back tougher. And, and so, you know, it's, this is why wrestling is the single greatest sport on the planet, right? Mm -hmm. Because no matter how bad things are, you get to turn around and you get to come back. And no matter how good you think you are, there's an opportunity to be humbled at any turn. Right. Right. And so we learned some stuff about ourselves and we're super excited going forward. We know we have to win against Port Washington in a week. And then we have to win the conference tournament. If we want to be conference, that's, that's how we're, um, we're looking at at it. But overall, I'm going to say this again and, sometimes we look at the end result. This is the greatest wrestling team Homestead's ever had, not just because they're winning a lot, but because of how invested the kids are and the coaching staff and the community. Um, And, you know, I have about six weeks left in my coaching career um, as an official coach. And I, if you said, Ernie, pick another group of kids in anything, any sport you ever want to work with, this is it. This is how I want to go down. So that's where we're at right now. Love it, man. It's uh, I think it perfectly encapsulated just how much of a grind this season is. And we talked about the peaks and the valleys and whatnot. You got to give credit to Slinger as well, because they've had some good results. And like we talked about, they've really come around after the break now that their team's shaping around. It's not easy to win your conference, or It's a battle, man. No. So I, I, I'm really close with Jeff Rollins and Cody Tonzer and Billy Tonzer. And, um, you know, they're so passionate about their kids, uh, you know, and, and they can seem like to some people, they can seem a little rough around the edges at times, which is part of what I love about them, but I watch them and, and I'm talking about them, but I can talk, this is a lot of, they will do anything for any of their kids. And I can tell you the depth of their program allowed them to make some changes in their lineup that I couldn't do. And they outcoached me last week too. And I texted them um, the next day because 
Cody came over to talk to me afterwards and just a great guy. And, and um, yeah, they, they out coached me last Wednesday and found a way to, to win. And, um, and I tip my hat to them and we're going to try and figure out a way to beat them at the conference tournament mm-hmm. and finish ahead of Hartford and the other teams. But it, it, it's, it's one of those, you know, it, it's a fraternity. And when you look at how invested, I mean, I was talking to Kyle Kluskins today from Nina, who's one of my favorite young coaches. And I can't even call him young anymore. He's almost a veteran coach now. But you want to talk about a guy who's invested in this sport and who loves his kids. And, you know, he was calling and talking about he likes to talk about seeds and things. And he and and um and I I was like trying to get 900 things done. And I'm like, hey, you got I love you. One, two, you got to trust me. Um, and I just, I had to run cause I was doing 400 things, but I, I can go up and down this list. Angela LaRosa is one of my best friends, um, in the coaching ranks. Like it, they're, they're just incredible people that I'm, mm-hmm. that I'm so happy to be around every day. That's uh, Ernie. I mean, one of the many things I love about you, you your perspective is just amazing on things and uh, the way you talk about your competitors it's a, I always view wrestling. You want to have the same respect for everybody in a sense. And you know, when you're on the mat going against each other, there's that, there's that fieriness, but you, you keep great perspective, man. It's good Thanks, stuff. Uh, Teague, Teague, I think that's a good transition into my uh, trivia round because I was reading an article on coach Ernie Millard. And as you know, he coached baseball. So, and uh, when it was his last baseball game, one of the fa- I think uh, if I read the article, right, one of the fans, from the other team yelled out always a class act uh in talking about coach Ernie Millard so I think that was a pretty fitting that you just talked about that and coach is getting talked uh chalked, choked up when he's talking about other people other great people in this sports so I thought that was uh only fitting that I just read that so with that being fi- said Teague were you going to transition into the tournament well let's hit me with the trivia I got I got well, some other things before I, I didn't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin anything. I don't want to ruin the moment. But that's uh, you're absolutely right. That's like uh, I just thought it was a good time to say what I uh, you know read where Ernie's got so much. Re- he he's earned so much respect from uh, people on his team and people off his team. They just uh, they love him. But here's uh, I have four questions for you, and here's the awesome part about it. They're all baseball related, so it's gonna be. <laughs> so I, I wanted to hit you at a spot. So. Uh, as you know, Coach Millard, he uh, was a baseball coach, and I, I, I forgot to look. Coach, when did you stop coaching baseball? So my last year was 2018, and um, and I honestly stopped coaching because I had a kid who was kind of ascending. It became apparent that Charlie was kind of moving up the ladder in wrestling, and I realized it's right before Freestyle State Championships. We were weighing in a satellite at Arrowhead, and I think every parent knows what it's like you're sitting around and – I was looking at my schedule and I realized at that moment that with the trajectory Charlie was on, I was going to start missing wrestling tournaments if I was still a baseball coach. And um, I went home that night was like May 5th or something like of 2018. And I said to Lisa, I said, I made a decision. This is going to be my last year coaching baseball. And she looked at me and, and my wife knows me well. And she said, that's, awesome. I'm really happy. I don't believe a word you're saying. And, um, I, she said, sleep on it. And I woke up the next morning and, um, I was talking to you about my superintendent, Matt joint 
um, who coached for me. This is how old I am. My superintendent coached for me for six years. And I called him and or texted him and said, this is what's going to happen. And um, he called me right away and said, why? What's wrong? And I said, nothing's wrong. Um, I want to I want to see my kid wrestle. And um, so that was my last season. And um, I've never regretted it. I miss baseball sometimes, but there's never been one moment where I said, man, I wish, I wish I was at the baseball field, not with my wife and son at a wrestling tournament, you know? Right. So I, right. I was the head coach from 1993, um, to 2018, 26 years. Wow. So T my, my four questions are, uh, are going to be either multiple choice or I'll kind of give you a, a hint or kind of, kind of multiple choice ish. So, Coach Millard had how many wins in his in his career? A, 397, B, 432, C, 846, or D, 539. So 26 years of coaching? 26 years. Uh, can I get the options one more time, Steve? Nope, you got to remember them, T. You remember, okay, A is 397, B, 432, C, 846, or D, 539. I like D. D. Coach Millard? 539. Yeah, you were right. Darn it, Teague. Okay. All right. Well, this one. But before, uh, before Steve goes any further, Coach Millard needs to tell you that in the history of Homestead High School, his programs are responsible for more losses than any other coach in the history of Homestead High School. How about hey. wins? <laughs> um, he's right up there, but there's a guy named Dave Keel who won almost 300 football games and 500 softball games who is, who's eclipsed that by a long way. Okay. Nice. <laughs> All right, Teague, uh, multiple choice stung me on that one, but in, in Coach Millard's second year of coaching baseball, 1994, they won a state championship. Who was it against? And I'll give you a hint. They do have wrestling, and they are a northern team. And that coach was a wrestling and baseball coach just like I was. I don't know why the first team that came to mind was Hudson or something, but I'll just run with Hudson. They are the ore dockers. From Ashland? Ashland. Yep. Oh my Ashland. gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Didn't know we get an was... Ashland connection in this one. The Ashland ore dockers. Um, and I was thinking of the quarterfinals. We actually beat West Dallas Central in the quarterfinals. And their head coach was a wrestling coach and a baseball coach. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's good stuff. Team, I my, realized I, my was my number one pitcher on that team in 1994. We were the first brother-brother combination coach player ever to win a state championship at Homestead <laughs> in the state of Wisconsin. Teague, I realize this is my last question for you, actually, because 1994 was supposed to be one of the questions, and I <laughs> gave that to you. So uh, my last question is, and I'm fortunately running on – not really because this is where uh, a, a fan from the other town um, yelled out that class act, but – Coach Millard's career ended in, I think, what'd you say, 2018, 19? I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> 18. 18. Who was their Coach Millard's last game coached against? And I'll give you a hint. They wrestled them this year. I actually, I just wanted to guess Cedarburg. I know they're pretty well rounded in their sports, so I'm going with Berg. 
Cedarburg coach, who was it? That would have been great because Jack Fries was one of my dear friends. It was against Germantown High School, and Matt Wolf was the coach. Um, and it was we lost in extra innings actually in the sectional semifinals. Wow. That's what I got, Teague. Nice job. That, you did all that's, right. That's the way. I mean, I kind of a down, but that's also a way to go out, man. It went down swinging. I get. I didn't. I didn't even mean that Literally. with the baseball. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It, you know. I remember the reporter asking me because this will shock you guys. I was kind of emotional at the end of that, but um, you know, he asked me about finishing my career that way, and I got to finish it. Facing one of my dear friends, Jeff Wolf. My wife was there. My brother was there. My parents were there. Um, you know, yeah, it would always be great to go out with a win. But when you get to do it in those circumstances, um, and I, I, I remember it well. And it was a Germantown fan who said that to me, um, Steve. And it was, um, yeah, you, you couldn't ask for a better way to go. Awesome. Teague, Guys, all right, let's get to the Highlander. So, hang on, before Highlander, sorry, Steve, but uh, we, so I just got to knock the gear stuff out of the way quick, which is actually fitting if we're starting oh. off with team stuff, but yep. we're finally getting into Bi State gear, gear that we got at Bi State. Aquinas loaded us up, Steve. I mean, we got a bag, we got a little yeah. drawstring bag, and in it, that was Barb, right? It was Barb, yes. Yep. I was trying to think of the name. Yeah, Deke's right hand woman on the team. A uh, little sweatshirt. We got a shirt. I'm wearing a pair of socks. We got another pair of socks, which are pretty sick. And a little <laughs> lanyard. I don't know if I'm doing the lanyard. I might just hang it up in my room because I'm, I'm in a hole, man. That, I don't know how that'll go <laughs> over. So uh, thank you, Barb, because that was, that was awesome. That was Is some Deke good stuff. up for me in the first trip out here? I may have to bring you guys some Highlander <laughs> socks when I see at the state tournament for crying out loud. Hey. We're not trying to land the guilt trip at all, but if it ends up giving us some more merch, we're okay with it. I am, uh, just so everybody knows, I am I am gearless. Uh, I won't tell you which one I was going to wear, but I was running out of the house, and I grabbed what I the same color of what I thought I was going to wear, and I got here, and it was a Reebok sweatshirt, same color of what I was going to. So I have nothing on. I apologize to everybody out there. Uh, that sets me back one shirt, and I have about six more to go. <laughs> Uh, to, to get caught up and real quick, Steve, I do want to talk about where I was last night, just cause it's going to be a busy weekend. And by the time we do our weekend recap, I don't want this to get lost to time. So, uh, we went to Steven's point last night, me, Nate, Jake, and, uh, miss Brooke Crawley were all there. Brooke and Nate were catching clips for the Wisconsin high school girls duels at UWSP eight team tournament. And it was awesome. I mean, Holman, Eau Claire North, uh, who were the other? There was four teams from sectional B, Nina, Kimberly, Pulaski, and Shawno. There was just a lot of good wrestling. Oh, I don't oh Wausau West, who was in the finals. Holman beat Wausau West 48 to 24. And that leaves one team that I did not. Oh, Nakuska. Nakuska Assumption Port. So there was two paper makers there, which you yep. won't see that at every tournament. Uh no, that was really fun. There was a lot of good wrestling. It was fun to be on the call for that. And got to see a couple familiar faces. Miss Caitlin Kelly was there wrestling for Stevens Point. And Steve, a blast from the past. Roseanne Marshall, our first female guest on the show way back in the day. Yes. And I, yeah, she's just back from an injury this year. So she's looking forward to getting back on the mat. And 
it was crazy because I said, hi, Roseanne. And I was like, don't know if you remember us, but or remember me. And she's like, yeah, we, we had that interview like so many years ago. So pretty, pretty impressive for her to remember that. Uh, nice. She did call me Steve. Two people called me Steve last night. Hey, you know, you, you've been called worse. <laughs> I I have. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> I have the receipts for it. <laughs> but no, it was a great experience. Uh, I think they might need to get more mats in or maybe start earlier because it went from four to 18th. But it was just really awesome. Glad we got to stream it. So yeah, I just wanted to talk about that because by the time we go into next week, I it's just going to be a lot of tournaments we'll be talking about. So, Ernie, right we'll get into the Highlander now, man. But it's uh, it's going to be a fun one on a Friday, sir. Wherever wherever you want to start with this, I guess we could probably just start with the with the gear I'm rocking right now. Pretty big news on the team front. Yeah, I. You know, you want to have a great tournament, obviously, if you're going to put a lot of time and effort into it. And we have a really cool field house that we can we can put 10 mats down comfortably. Um, this tournament, we were just talking about it. When we first started, it was four teams in the Homestead Gym dual meet format. And now here we are this year with 35 teams. Um, as as I, I'll talk about Tom Price in a minute, but um, with the snow last week, um, and me having the inability to say, no, we've added some teams, but when, <laughs> when Deke, when Deke emailed me or maybe we were even talking at the state tournament, I can't remember. And somebody said, Hey, Aquinas would be interested in coming. And that was just a no brainer. When you can take one of the top programs in the state and they're willing to drive over three hours to get to your place, uh, to wrestle in your tournament you say yes immediately. And I've gotten to know Deke a little bit, you know, seeing him at the Bi-States and um, just an incredible program he runs. Um, uh, and so we're just super, super excited to have Aquinas coming, um, which is, that's that's our newest big time entry. But when you look at the quality of their team, Division Three, and some of the stuff they're accomplishing, it, it's a huge addition for us. Yeah, I would say any any teams that have dropped out or anything like that, or other new teams coming into the turn. Yeah, who are the new teams that have come in since last week? Um, I'm trying to look. Well, Pulaski called me, and my trainer Kyle Raybach, who you know I'm biased, but I think he's there's no better trainer. Um, he and Jenny McKean in the world. He's a huge wrestling guy, and he spent a lot of time in Pulaski. And he called me Friday afternoon, and when the phone rang. I looked down at it and I'm like, I know why he's calling me because Pulaski was reaching out because a lot of schools, you know, had, had been canceled and, um, and just with what they're doing up there and, and the, and because Kyle's my friend and, and, um, and, and they've come down for a couple things like youth stuff. And I, I'm like, they, they get to come for sure. Um, Oconomowoc was going to come and their schedule had kind of got messed up and, they canceled and then the snow came and, um, and Kellen Wolbert, um, his dad, James is Jimmy's just a really, really good friend of mine. And, um, and so that was a no brainer too. And, and, you know, when you got Jaden Yauk and some other kids that, um, you know, I, I, I think I cursed at him. I know I did. And I said, he said, Are, can we come back in? And I cursed at him and then said, of course, you know. <laughs> um, and um, so we're really excited to have them. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Mount Horeb 
has a couple great kids we're going to talk about today. And the Sarbach, I'm really close with the Sarbacher family. Um, I, I've at the WIA state, state tournament shared a box with them for many years. And, um, and it was really interesting when Charlie was a sophomore, um, Vicki Sarbacher called me um, and she said, um, cause we share a box, Ted Kellner, who is, you know, one of the top donors, my father-in-law's partners with him. So we get this really nice box and she called and she said, your son's wrestling at the state tournament. So we will not be sharing that box with you for the next three years. Um, we want you and your family to get to use it and pack as many people in there. And, um, they're just great wow. wrestling people, you know, in the Stoughton and Mount Horeb and, um, area and, and, um, and in Oregon. And, and so, you know, like there was no way if Mount Horeb asked and Tim Sarbacher being coach, knowing the kind of people that they are, that I was going to say no to that. And he's bringing some really good kids. And, um, so we're super happy about that. Um, I'm sure I'm leaving somebody else. Racine Park is coming this year for the first time. And, um, yeah, we're, we're super happy about it. Um, I, and I'm redundant talking about great people, but that's one of the great things about this sport that you two, you know, get to experience every week talking to people. There's just so many amazing people. So um, Tom's mad at me because the tournament's going to run late, like I said, because he's a numbers guy. But we're going to see some great wrestling on Friday. Mm-hmm. Hey, last one. You, if I were you, I would have packed like 50 teams in there, right? <laughs> <laughs> It, all right. Sounds like some fun at team stuff. Steve, we'll, we'll save team picks for the end here, but shoot. I didn't think of that. I better get looking here, getting in it to the individual talent. So before we, before we start talking about this, well, we hey, have, I got one. Is this maybe, I can't remember if Oshkosh West was at it last year or not, but that's another team I'm really excited about having. I can't remember if they were there last. I think this might be their first year too. If you, I'm pretty sure. Keep keep rolling, Ernie, and I'll try to find it quick. I don't think they were here last year, and um, they're in red, so I'm assuming they're not. I don't know if that's that means that they weren't there last year. But they um they bring a bunch of really great kids too, um, to this tournament. So we're super excited to have them too, Ernie. If you do gear for us, can we get some of the cool hats like the Scottish hats that your coaches were wearing? So those came, from, those came from my buddy, Jason Stammer, who Joan as a senior and Brady's a sophomore. And um, yeah, those are really cool. Duffy Brelsford has always worn one of those. And my coaches really like them. My head's too small for my hat, so I don't wear it all the time. Um, they want me to glue it to my head since it's bald. They said it wouldn't be a problem, my staff, but um, we'll see. Yeah, those are cool. <laughs> or, well, maybe not a kilt. Don't know where we'd be able to wear that, but. I dig kilts. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> it's not a skirt. It's a kilt. Well, that's right. Ernie and I talked about this earlier today. And as long as I got Ernie's permission, I was going to do this. Done. When we had Scott Cleaver on, so we're going to get into the individual portion now. Okay. Scott started at heavyweight and we worked our way back down. Okay. So I figure maybe, maybe we don't start at one Oh six every time. Cause people kind of like the response to that. So we're, we're having a little fun with this. Steve, I want you to direct your attention to the screen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so here's, 
Here, here's what we're doing, Steve. You remember right. Ultimate Team State. We I are do. bringing it back the wheel. Oh, my gosh, Teague. Don't ever push that button again. <laughs> All right. Anyone, everyone ready? Yep. I think it's going to land at 144. If it <laughs> lands at 106, that would be. <laughs> oh, no. 215. Oh, it's shoot. Now i got to reconfigure my evens and odds. All right. That's two... why he told you, Steve. He said you were trying to figure out your evens and odds and evens. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. I wanted to put uh, Steve's old coaching knowledge to the test. So at 2.15, Ernie, I'll let you get your notes sorted here. I'm ready to roll. I already got there. All right. Steve, I know Steve has his written notes, so he'll have to shuffle his papers around or whatnot. Are you writing odds and evens? Shut up. Of course er- Ernie, Ernie, you, you get rolling. Well, Steve will catch up. <laughs> All right. So I have 2.15 as one of the deepest weight classes at our tournament. And... um. I have these names, Garrett Kaczynski, Silas Daly. Um, Garrett's from Port, Silas from Plymouth. Brady Leonard from Aquinas. Aiden Grolke from Hartford. Thomas Para from New Berlin. Nelson Fournier from Oshkosh West. And Nathan Steves from Germantown. All who have some kind of state ranking, whether it's honorable mention um, or whatever. And, um, and this, this weight class got deeper today when Plymouth decided that Silas was going to go up to 215 for this tournament. Well, I was, I saw that. I was like, wow, that definitely, it it shakes things up and it makes things interesting up there for sure. It's uh, (laughs) yeah, Ernie, you're right. This is going to be one of those where that's in terms of how well-rounded it is all the way from guessing who the champ is to stuff on the consolation side. This is, this is everything you want in a bracket right here. And I have personally seen six of the seven Russell. The only one I have not seen Russell yet is Thomas Para of New Berlin. Um, and I know that he's he's very tough. I've seen Silas, Garrett, Brady, Nelson, and Nathan all Russell. Um, and and they're all capable of doing really, really exciting things. Um, Garrett, when I've watched him this year, you know, at the Bi-States, um, he he's taken it to to a new level, um, and he got pushed really hard at the end at the by states, but weathered a storm that I don't know that a year ago he would have. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I I know that I think Cole Marisola wrestled him last week and won seventeen to seven, but Garrett was doing some really good stuff and and getting in on the attack, so um, he's gonna be really tough. Um, I, I know that you you guys and I have talked about this, but Silas is Charlie's best friend. Um, they're going to Minnesota together and, um, and he's wrestled a really tough schedule. I think he's wrestled Connor two or three times this year. Um, you know, he's, he's willing to put it out all all the time. And I think this is one tournament where he wanted to move up and, 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 um, and not face one of his best friends again, too. It's not, it's not just about getting away from Connor. It's like, that's one of his best friends. They spend, you know, six days a week together all summer. And I think he, he'd like to get out in a tournament and, um, and not have one of his best friends in his, in his bracket as well. Um, Aiden Grolke has been really, really good for Hartford. Uh, he, you know, 
I, I'm excited. Um, I know that Garrett beat him in the regular season, but that's one of those ones potential conference final that could be really exciting in the North Shore Conference. And um, I saw, I think Nathan uh, Steves and Nelson wrestled in the finals of Battle on the Bay, and it ended up being 9-3, but I think it was crazy close until the end. And it was one of those things where Nathan got out of position. So that, that's another super um, super close match that that could be a lot of fun to see. Um, so yeah, this is a really deep weight class. Well, I guess I got to pull the coin out here. I'm sure Steve's just been scheming over there. (laughs) I have my pick. Oh, Oh. I got a pick. What Uh, are you taking? Evens or odds? Wait, no, is that for evens or odds? Right? Well, this is, it doesn't matter because it ends up shaking out like whether because 215 and 106 are in the same group. Um, I'm going to go, I know the Mirasolas maybe give me two on the even side, but I'm going to go with odds. Oh, interesting. Interesting. You're <laughs> rolling that way. You told me wow. you wanted, okay, well. <laughs> that's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it works out for you. So I do want to say one thing that's interesting. I don't know if they'll end up by each other, uh, seating wise is, uh, you have two people with the same last name, and they, you could very well say it differently, but you have a Jay Kruger of West Dallas, I believe it is, and then a Preston Krieger. Now, that's a freshman at this weight class, Ernie, I've got to tell you to watch out for because he's yeah, had okay. a pretty good year. And, yeah, he's a freshman out of New London, so keep an eye on him. And just looking at the top here, I, I know rocking the Aquinas gear could go with Len Hare. I, I think... I'm kind of leaning towards a finals battle between a Daly and Kofchinski in this one. And after seeing Kofchinski at Bi-State, man, I don't know how I can pick against him. But Daly is really impressive. And you look at who his losses are, too. I know he'll be giving up some weight. This is going to be a really fun matchup to watch. But I'm going to go with Silas Daly for my pick at 215. And also, Ernie, I'll echo your sentiments. Aiden Grolke is having a really good year for Hartford as well. All right. Teague, I'm I'll, I'll match you. Uh, yeah, I'll go. Uh, good pick. Good pick. I was, uh, you know, if I went first, I didn't know who I was going to take. So I'm glad you kind of uh, broke that out. Uh, the only thing I think is going to hurt Silas is that weight, right? Uh, Koshinski is a big kid. But I'm going with Garrett. And, uh, you know, we'll meet you in the finals. And I know Len here has uh, something to say about that. All right. 285, Ernie. We, well, we are sorry. starting off. What a weight class to start off with. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm super excited about that one from a depth standpoint. You're going to have some really good matches in the quarters at, at 215. At 285, we can't go anywhere without talking about Cole Marisol, right? Um, just – yeah, we were laughing because Cole and Connor were wrestling at the Olympic qualifier on a Sunday, um, and then we were facing them on a Wednesday. Um, <laughs> it's like, okay, Connor, Connor, <laughs> Connor just beat an NCAA champion on Sunday, and now now we're stepping out in a in a high school dual meet against them. And, <laughs> um, and before you go into that, what did you say to your kid before he went out there and wrestled him? So, so my heavyweight is a sophomore, um, who it's his second year ever stepping on the mat. And I'm not one of those guys who's going to blow smoke up your hinder and go, Oh yeah, you can go out and beat this guy. 
And what we said is don't back down from them and be really aggressive. Um, and that's what Amari was. He was super aggressive and went out there and, and, um, and got his tail handed to him. Um, but Colby and the kind of guy he is, he's, you know, I'm going to give um, John a shout out. John Mirasola is one of Lisa and I's best friends. Um, we've, we've spent incredible numbers of hours together. Um, we got to the point where when the boys were at practice together at AWA, if Lee home, John had a key to the house because we knew that he'd, he'd sit and play with our dogs, Stanley and Opal. And, um, you know, the, the hardest part for me about this coming to an end with Cole and Connor going to Penn State is not that they're going to Penn State, which I, I'm not super happy about that either, to be honest. But <laughs> it's that maybe we won't have as much time to spend with John. Um, you know, at New Year's, John was at our house and, and we were, were spending time together. And um, so, but he's, he and, his, and Robbie have, their mom have, have raised two incredible boys who, who are, are so good. And at such a level that it's, it's almost unimaginable, right? Like um, Angela LaRosa always talks about every once in a while you get a unicorn, right? And um, in, in your house or on your team and, you know, um, they got two unicorns, right? Just amazing kids and people. So um, Cole pinned him, but I, I'm a firm believer. And if you can pin somebody, you pin them and you show respect by, by doing your best. And that's just the kind of kid he is. So mm-hmm. um, I'm pontificating. I'm talking too much like I always do, but um, it, it's it was your show, no, man. No such thing. We'll, we'll cut you just, off if we need to, but no, it was, just, it was just the way he handled himself. And we were really proud of Amari for battling. And um, so you got to talk about Cole first, but um, Garth Martell from Oshkosh West is having a, a super good year. He's really tough. Um, Thomas Medley of West Dallas Hale. Um, and I, I'm going to give another shout out because um, the coach at West Dallas Hale's uh, name is Armando Suarez Del Real. And Armando um, gave a lot of time to homestead wrestling. His kids went to homestead. And he's a firefighter and EMT in West Dallas. And they, a couple years ago, were missing a coach. They didn't have a head coach. And Randy Farrell, who had been at West Dallas Hale, called me. And then the athletic director did. And I said, you you got to make this guy coach for you. He's just way too good for kids. Um, um Armando has a, a, a moral and ethical code that are unmatched in the time that he spends making the world a better place and, um, and serving others, not just in his job, but in his free time. And um, I'm just so happy um, with the growth that we've seen coming back with West Dallas Hale. And it, it just has everything to do with what he's doing. And so he's got a, several kids that are having great years. Um, and Armando, if you're out there, you know, brother, you, you're just that guy that makes the world a better place. And I, I try and learn from Armando every day. So I'm super happy that they're, his kids are having success. Um, Ethan McLean of Kenosha Bradford is having a really good year. And then, I mean, number five on my list is Evan Held, who was at the freaking state tournament last year, right? I mean, so 285 is a really good weight class, too. Steve-O, I, I mean, yeah. I guess picks-wise. Yeah. It. <laughs> well, you know who I'm taking, and you're going to take the field. I'll, yeah, I'll go with Cole, um, and we'll just we'll just leave it at that. I won't add anything else to uh, uh, to what Ernie talked about. 
We're gonna we're gonna take the that was a great testimony for Armando. I was wondering West Dallas is having a solid year, so that explains. It's nice to know the context behind that. While we're on picks here, I gotta say I didn't bring it up on the recap, but I gotta get it out there. So I had nine picks right for the cheesehead. We just never recapped this. Nice. And I know we talked about my Northern Badger performance being maybe one of the worst of all time with one of 14. <laughs> and I can happily tell you that it is now tied by Steve's cheesehead performance. He can thank Mr. Connor Mirasola for being his only correct pick for the cheesehead this year. Wow. That is pretty bad. But T, I mean, that's apples and oranges. Like picking the Northern Badger champs versus the cheesehead champs. I mean, those are two different entities, Teague. So I'm still going to say yours was a worse performance, even though I only had one. Hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm still welcomed back above Highway 8, so that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve, I know the field is a tempting pick on this one. Uh, of course, Nicolay, it's just they're going to have good heavyweights for years. They're, they're like Ryan, There should be a heavyweight-only duel between Nicolay and Rhinelander, I think. But... <laughs> uh, <laughs> This is this is one of the only times I can say this, Steve, but my heavyweight pick, all I have to say is party on, Wayne. Party on, Garth. Garth Martell is my pick for 285 Highlander champ. That's a good pick. All right, Ernie, I'm just typing in the picks here so you can start going at 106. So this also reminds me that I forgot to talk about one of our new teams, and that's the Brown Deer Falcons that are coming to the Highlander um, for the first time. And I'm super excited about Coach Gladney and Coach Hay and the kids that they're bringing. And we talked in the fall about the job that they've done when we were talking about sectionals. But they they have some kids that have are making some noise this year, so I'm super pumped. And um, the four kids that I have listed are Camden Rugg from Union Grove, Anthony Strong from Brown Deer, Gavin Wolters from Hartford, and Austin Lubinsky from Westman West. Um, and those are four really solid kids. Um, I I got to see Gavin a week ago at our place, and he, and he's going to be an outstanding wrestler. He's young and he's small still, but he he's going to be really good. And I love watching Austin Lubinsky of Westman West wrestle. He is a hard-nosed kid. He grinds. He gets after it. I, I can't imagine that wrestling with Ethan Bast every day makes you anything but better. Um, but not every kid in the world, because I'll tell you what, Ethan Bast gets after it. Not every kid in the world's willing to do that in the room. And I think he's going to be very special someday. Um, I, I haven't seen Anthony this year or Camden, but I know that they're doing really great stuff in um, – um, Anthony had a great showing at Oshkosh on the water. Um, and Union Grove has, has just been an, a super solid team for a long time. So real quick, FNLC, apologies. I don't know the abbreviations for every team, but who's FNLC? SNLC? It's FNLC. It's not, oh, is it Fondelac? Fondy? Okay. Fondelac. All right. I'm I'm gonna take. I just gotta go with the freshman here and Mr. Rug. I mean, there's not much that we've talked about his matches that he's had so far this year, and he's had some really impressive results. So I'm gonna take Mr. Rug here. Is is that the one that uh, he wrestled um, Blake at the the who's the big cheese right? 
in the summer. Yeah, yep, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, I'm going to go with uh, the newcomer, right? The newcomer to the Highland. I'm going to go with Anthony Strong from Brown Deer, Teague. All right, perfect. Also, I got to say, I mean, Brown Deer, pretty good coaching staff, Bernie, because I know they also have Jamal Vaughn's in the room who wrestled at yeah. Luther in Iowa for a little bit. Really good dude. And to have a guy fresh out of college in your room, I mean, that's awesome for the kids. Yeah, I'm, I just went back. I'm looking on um, Wisconsin Grappler, and, and Camden Rugg has some nice ones. He beat Evan Gill of Burlington. Um, you know, he's wrestling super high quality kids. He lost, uh, um, William Duchamine from Wilmot union one to five in a close match. Um, yeah, he's doing some, he's doing some really good stuff. And, um, I, I, this is one, like I, if I had to pick, I don't know who I'd pick and that's kind of exciting, right? When you have some parody and, and a bunch of really solid kids. Right on. 113 pounds. I'm glad Steve has the first pick here, and Ernie will tell you all why. <laughs> I already oh, got holy. it locked in. So when Teague and I were chatting earlier today, I'm like, when we started talking about finals, this was the first one that came to mind, just being really excited about it. Um, we have Jake Fitzpatrick of Aquinas, Ethan Bass of West Bend West, Owen Becker of Germantown, these are the five kids that I wrote down what they've accomplished up to this point in time. Spencer Prado of Kimberly and William Christopher of New London. And I don't want to look too far ahead, but when I see kids like Jake Fitzpatrick and Ethan Bast in the same bracket together in a regular season tournament, I, my hands start to shake a little bit because I've gotten to watch both of these kids quite a bit and they are outstanding. Both of them. Um. I Owen Becker's, you know, he's down at 113 right now. He took some lumps up at 120 and even 126 at times. Uh, and he's like, I don't want to discount what he's capable of. Uh, and and what Kimberly's, Kimberly is just, when you look at athletics overall, what Kimberly does, how they have, have their programs working together, leadership programs or their weightlifting programs where all their athletes are getting the same thing. Super impressive. And I haven't seen New London very much, um, but I've heard I've heard that William Christopher is an excellent wrestler as well. And, um, you know, it's fun to have some D2 and 3 teams uh, at our tournament. And here you have D2 and D3 teams with kids that we have to talk about as potentially winning our tournament. New London's right. got a fun team this year. They sure do. Sure. Yeah, the Bulldogs, right? Um, Teague, I'm going first on this one and, uh, Spencer from Kettle, uh, Kettle Moraine. I'm excited to watch him mix it up. He's a freshman, right? Teague, if I looked at it, um, got to watch him at the middle school level. Um, but my pick is going to be for two reasons. Um, number one is once a year I eat breakfast at the same place with this family and there's no way I'm going to sit across from them and tell them I honestly picked against their kid. And number two, he looked darn impressive with his win over the Chatfield wrestler uh, Berg with 11 to five decision. He looked impressive the whole bi-state tournament. I know Bass wrestles at some pretty impressive tournaments as well with those three losses, but I'm going with Fitzy from Aquinas Teague. I'm I so got to watch. Oh, sorry. Ernie. Um, at who's the big cheese. 
Um, and I'll tell you what, he don't quit ever. Right. Like he just gets after it and he was wrestling up a little bit and just, he's, he's a lot of fun, but I'll tell you what, Ethan Bass doesn't quit either. Like right. those just two outstanding kids. Gosh. Well, Steve, I was really happy I got to go second here because picking between one of these two, especially I'm going to see the Aquinas folks in about a week. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm glad I didn't have to make that choice and you got to make it for me. Uh, I, I honestly couldn't tell you who I was going to pick until we got to that point. So I'm not, not giving away who I would have if I went first, but I knew I would have been very happy with the second pick here because I either have Fitzpatrick, who just looks to be on an absolute roll this year, but I'll take the guy who, uh, referencing Nate's article that he put out earlier, has beaten five guys ranked within the top three this year. He just made the finals at the Cheesehead. I feel very okay with Ethan Bass from West Bend West falling to me as the second pick. <laughs> right. Yeah, if there's a weight class you want to pick second at, that would probably be uh, that'd be top. <laughs> One at 20. So... I, I was excited about 215. I'm crazy excited about 120. Yes. Um, you got Wyatt Magalski of New London, uh, who who's 27 and 0, um, a potential rematch with Lincoln Flater at some point in time. Because I think he I think he beat him in the finals of Oshkosh on the water. I think it was like six to four, some really close match. You got Maximus Hay around here, you know, who just had an amazing freshman year who um, is one of the quickest wrestlers, I think, in the state of Wisconsin and just never quits. Um, Roger Fleege of Aquinas, who I got to see a couple times this year. Um, I have a kid who has 15 losses on my team who has to be mentioned in um, George Jones, um, who who actually lost to Roger Fleege in a super close match at the Bi-States. And then we got a kid, you know, I'm talking about six kids are in the sixth one. I'm talking about is Rylan Smith, who's 35 and five, mm -hmm. right? So to me, the deepest weight class in the state of Wisconsin this year has been 120. When you just talk about every tournament you go to, there's a ton of really good kids. To me, this is the deepest weight class. Um, like I said, Georgia has 15 losses. He went three and four. Um, at the Cheesehead and finished in the top eight. And I was like ecstatic with the progress he's made to get there because he had to beat, he had to beat three ranked kids to get into the top eight man bracket to get there. 120 wow. is just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember which match did I text you after Ernie? Where I said, wow, that was a pretty nice win by Jones. Um, when he beat the young man from Amory and, and his name is escaping me. Anderson. Yes. He beat Anderson yeah. and he lost to Anderson earlier in the year in a close match and then came from behind and beat him there. And you had texted me on that. Um, and yeah, I was super excited. George lives eight tenths of a mile from us and Charlie picks him up every day on the way to school. And every once in a while, when I ride with him, it's like listening to two old men talking to each other. Um, but he's got a great family. We spend a lot of time together. And, and so yeah, I'm just really happy for him that he's progressing. He's just improved so dramatically. Um, I'm trying not to talk too much about my kids, but like I said, we're having a nice year. Um, and, and I don't, you know, 
I'd be really happy if he got the opportunity to wrestle Fleegy again or got got to go toe-to-toe with Maximus Hay because they're in our regional and sectional, right? Um, so this is just a super deep weight class. Yeah, I, this is this would be fun if I didn't look at track brackets all day, Ernie. This would be a fun little trivia. You could text any two of those top four guys and say, is this the finals or the third place match? And right. I would, I'd have no idea what to tell you. I mean, I see. So is Hayda's coming back then, or did he just not have a record entered in yet? They just didn't post a record yet not, for him. Okay. Um, okay. Re- in coach's can, defense, I think they're wrestling tomorrow, and so he's waiting to post it until they get through with the with the dual meet. But he's oh, it, been wrestling. He's it's been still wrestling early. Today. Yeah. Teague, I can tell you his current record right now is. Well, I'm sorry. It was 16 to two after on the water. Okay, so I don't pretty, think he's I don't think he's lost since. So he's probably 20 something and two. Well, anyway, this is going to be a tough one. I man, I got hay could go could roll with Flaggy. I I'm really impressed with what Flater's done. Uh, I'm. We gave a lot of love to New London tonight, and I think we gotta kind of show that with our with our picks here. Gotta, you know, if we're gonna give them love, you have to back it up a little bit. So I think I'm gonna take Mister Magolski as of my 120 championship pick. And gosh, I mean, we pick any one of these guys, and they could very well not even be in the finals. Like it's just right. crazy here with this top four. Yeah, Steve, ranked second D1. Hayes ranked three D1. And Magalski, I think he's ranked one D two. I think. Um, I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, that's good. T, who did, who was your fi- who's your official pick? I took Wyatt Magolski at one twenty. That that's a good one. I you know, T, one of my favorite movies of all time. Top three has got to be Gladiator, and I would love nothing nothing more right now. You know, every time I think of Gladiator in that movie and they're going, Maximus. Maximus Decimus Meridius. You know, just the chance. I would love to pick it right now. Uh, I'm not going to. I'm going to go. To, see, here's the thing. I looked at the deep dive into Flader Magolski match, and they wrestled at the finals of On the Water. And Flader was actually got the first takedown on that one. Magolski got a reversal. Uh Flater got a reversal, so it was four to three going into the third. Looked like Flater. I'm only going off of uh, the box score, right? So don't uh, throw hate at me. But it looked like uh, Flater maybe uh, lost a little gas in the third. And I'm going to tell you this, Teague, right now: his gas tank is full, and he's ready to go, and he's going to avenge the loss, the six to four loss, and he's going to take the Highlander. All right, so you got Flater? Correct. All right. 126 pounds. Mr. Millard, the floor is yours. So this is, I think this is one of the more wide open weight classes at the tournament. Um, And the four names that I put down are James Racer of Kewaskum, who I saw early in the year, and he's really tough. Um, Evan Fahey of Oregon. Trevor Moss of Waukesha West. And Ryan Gillis of New Berlin, just based on win loss records and and what I've been what I've been seeing so far in this, I like I don't really like 
the only one I've seen this year so far is James Racer. I know the Gillis family um, from New Berlin, um, and I know that they're really into to wrestling a lot. So it would not surprise me to see him really do well. But I don't have a lot. This is one way because I just don't have a lot of background knowledge on the kids that that seem to be um, that seem to be some of the top ones. I don't know if you guys can help me much with this one or not. Let me roll through. Well, I don't have yeah. I don't have results off the top of my head. Well, oh, Steve, it looks like the wheels are you know, turning. The only thing I was just going to uh, echo that it's a wide open weight class. It's a tough one to pick first on. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, I can't like I said, can't think of results off the top of my head, but I know Racer part of that really stacked crew for Kiwaskum in their lower weights, well-rounded team, but I'd say that's where the strength of their lineup is. These are names I would say too, Ernie. A lot of these guys, like I think they've really come up this year, which is absolutely awesome. This seems to be a breakout year for a lot of them. I like uh, Moss and Bartles. And, uh, oh, Brock Ambrosius. Ambrosius is cool because I think this is, it's either his first year on varsity or I know he was stuck behind guys at Pulaski for a couple of years and he kind of had to work his way up and he's a really had done well since he started wrestling full-time varsity. So I don't know. I think probably the story for this one, I won't take the pick Steve, cause you're picking first. The story yeah. for this one is there's a lot of guys that seem to be having breakout years or they're just doing awesome. And what better tournament to make a name for yourself than by winning the Highlander, right? You bet. And I'll go right into my pick. And yeah, it's sophomore. Uh, he was a Oshkosh on the water runner-up. Did lose to Bob Huntley 11-3, kind of handily, but we know uh, Huntley's a pretty darn good wrestler. And, uh, and like I said, a wide-open weight class, but I'm going with James Racer of Kewaskum. Steve, don't think I'm gonna I don't think I'm gonna pick him here, but wrestling in the 126 pound weight class, the the hero of the Lodi Aquinas duel, Mike Jones. There you go. Got to interview him. All right, so you got racer. Yep. I'm I'm gonna roll with Gillis on this one. I'm taking Ryan Gillis from New Berlin. I feel like I've seen his name pop up while we've been looking through results with some Pretty good stuff. So I'm I'm taking Gillis. Yeah, I mean, and he's a junior. He's a junior, so he's got some experience. And you know, I mean, he, I think he's 18 and five this year. So he he's, you know, he's having success. I think he and had an that, older brother. Team, yeah, Jack Gillis, his brother, um, was at the state tournament last year, at least last year, and maybe two years. Um, I think he's wrestling college too. I'm trying to remember what. Uh, I think he's in a Wisconsin school. Um. I'll figure it out, of course, after we get off the podcast when my when my mind's not racing. But um, <laughs> and and New Berlin had a really, you know, they had a great year last year, and so he's he's been in the heat of battle. So I I don't think that's a terrible pick either. Jack Gillis is wrestling for UWL. Okay, so he is at lacrosse. Okay, mm-hmm. I saw him wrestling at. I went to the. This won't surprise you. On one of my days off after practice, I went to the Concordia Open to watch some of these kids wrestle and saw Jack <laughs> competing there. Um, Good stuff. Hey, one of 32, man, that one twenty six. that's going to be madness throughout. How about one thirty two? This is, I know Nate talked about this in his article a little bit, but Ernie, I'll let you get started off here. Oh my, this is another one. My goodness. Um, you got 
Kellen Wolbert of Oconomowoc, who, you know, Far Fargo champ, um, state champ, one of the most exciting matches ever, the finals last year with Ben Bass. Um, you got Ethan Emmel of Kewaskum, who's just been wrestling dynamite this year. Cade Erberg of Oregon, who's outstanding. Uh, Landon Ramsey of Plymouth. Landon Shepard of Nina. Um, Torin Kukinen of Waukesha West. And then I put Carter Lieber of Racine Case down there, who's having an excellent year. Uh, I mean, we're talking seven kids with big-time records. Um, and, and I've seen – I haven't seen all of them this year, but the – but the only one I have I don't remember seeing was Carter Lieber last year. Um, this is a crazy deep weight class, and I know you look at Kellen Wolbert and with with his resume, and he's got to be the guy that you look at. I think potentially as, as the top seed, but these guys are all dangerous below him. Sure. I got I got first run here. I'll say Ernie because yep. I think we've mentioned a couple of Racine Case guys. Racine Case could be a sneaky a team sectional qualifier team this year because that race behind Wilmot Union is absolutely wild right now. So uh, that's something for uh, me to keep note of when I look at team results. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what the talent here. I mean, you see someone like Connor Nguyen who's could potentially be sitting outside the top six seeds. You have I know. Some really good freshmen between uh, Shepard and Kukannon. And then, man, how about a potential semifinal between Auberg and Immel? That's going to be absolutely crazy. But in terms of making picks, guys, how do you go against a Mr. Clutch himself, Kellen Wolbert from Oconomowoc? <laughs> Steve, I think you knew where I was going. So, yeah. all right, you're up next. All right, I'll take Kellen Wolbert of Oconomowoc. All right. <laughs> Perfect. Nice. Um, well, I, I, I was, I was leaning, I was leaning towards two guys and I'm going to go a different direction. If there's any weight class where you can pick a, a, a lower seed, uh, obviously Mo is a, a very good wrestler. Um, <laughs> this might sound like a cop out, but I don't want to potentially pick three Kiwaskin kids in a row. <laughs> so if I had a 50, 50 choice, I'd go with uh Kukannon, uh, Torin of, uh, Waukesha West. He's, that's not, I mean, I know we've got Kellen Woolworth at the top. He's really good. Right. Kukin, really good. All right. 138. I was wondering, you only picked one Kowalskim guy, Steve, and then I, I think I know where you're going. Um, all yeah. right. 138 pounds, Ernie. Yeah. <laughs> so at 138 pounds, I have, Six kids listed. I have Declan Cook of Nina, Edwin Schrader of Oshkosh West, Bryston Scholes of Kewaskum, Tristan North of West Dallas Hale, who's having a great year, um, Waylon Hargrove of, of Aquinas. And then, you know, being a little bit of a homer, I put my kid Soren Osachi um, from Homestead, who's, you know, Soren's a, a third year varsity guy for us who's having a great year too. Um, I've, you know, I know Bryston Skulls really, really well. Um, his brother and Charlie, you know, are super tight, and Charlie's become really close with Bryston. And uh, and he's just one of those kids. He's just dynamite. He just never quits. He keeps coming at you, and his wrestling IQ is insane. 
in terms of learning and picking stuff up. Um, and I actually saw his only loss of the year at the Slinger invite. Believe it or not, they were not even in the semis, I don't think, at the Slinger invite. Maybe it wasn't. And he lost to Declan Cook of Nina uh, in a great match. Um, and I, I know that Edwin Schrader is just an outstanding wrestler as well. This is another one. Um, some of these matches have been close. I don't think that this is this is a given for for just two guys to potentially um, be in the finals either. As, as they're super high quality, but I I don't know that it's a done deal. Well, yeah. we'll he's going to make my choice maybe a little easier here. Yeah, you bet. Uh, you know, just kind of looking at it, so obviously Sherry made the finals on the water, lost to Herm. Uh, but that was up at 144 pounds. Now he's down at 138. But he's just looking. That's his only loss of the year. That's his only loss of the year. Right. Yeah, and it was a nine to one decision. I don't know where he was weight wise, but you know, looking at looking at Skulls Tegan, this is gonna be my pick. But here's here's kind of the big reason for it is that um, Skulls in the finals gets three takedowns, wins seven to three over the guy that uh, beat Cook. <laughs> In Sun Victory, right? I mean, this freshman is just amazing, right? So uh, ama- he's, he's amazing people. So that's my pick uh, for 138 pounds. All right. So you got Bryson Skulls. I just got to say on this bracket, it's going to be a battle to even get into the top eight, I'd say, when you see someone like Tristan Verbaden of Reedsville or Waylon Hargrove from Aquinas sitting outside the top eight. You're going to have to battle to get a top eight spot in in this one. Also, Colin Pratt, I'm guessing probably related to his sister. Oh, I forgot her first name, but I think he has a sister that wrestles for a Pulaski that I got to see it last night. And can't believe I'm going away from someone who could potentially get the one seed. Also want to give a shout out to a Weeza who was 17 and eight. I He must just have had a stacked schedule with wherever Oak Creek's going. Because Ben's a pretty solid wrestler. I'm going to go with Edwin Schrader as my championship pick here. It's a good so, pick. You know, I know I know. going with Cook, he was there as an option, but I'm, I'm just going a little outside the chalk. And solid, Schrader man. is having a really good year. Solid pick. All right, Ernie, one of 44. So I have four names down at 144. You, you can't start this weight class without talking about Jacob Herm. Yep. Um, and I've, I've gotten to know Jacob a little bit. He's actually come down to AWA in um, Thienesville, and Charlie's gotten to scrap with him. And aside from being a great wrestler, what an amazing kid, too. Um, and the only one of the four that I don't know well personally is Cole Doomer. But I've watched him now wrestle for a couple years, and he's a great kid too. Um, Eli Rabideau, uh trains a lot at AWA in North Shore as a Germantown kid, so I get to see him a lot. And Jaden Yauk, I've seen a lot from Oconomowoc. I mean, these are four. There's a lot of good kids in the weight class, but I think that these four right now kind of um, elevate have elevated their games. To they would be the four if if I had to expect four to be in the semifinal, they'd be the four that I would expect to be in that semifinal. 
All right, I got first go here. All right, all could be a could be a fun semi. Well, will be a fun semifinal, I'd say. Like you said, Ernie Rabadou coming down makes things interesting for sure. But how can I stray away from Herm of the Worm? Jacob Herm of Nina is my one forty four pick. Yeah, Yalk Rabidou, Ra- Yalk Rabidou, Yalk Rabidou. What do I do, right? I mean, obviously, I know both of them have some, some solid losses going up to the Cheesehead. Um, gosh, did they wrestle each other at the Cheesehead, Teague? You want to do your uh, your quick search? Some I don't think Jordan Germantown was at the Cheesehead, I don't think. I thought Germantown was at the Cheesehead. No. We're, oh, oh, you're we're, thinking you were at Battle on the Bay with them. Oh, and they were both there. Maybe, uh, okay. All right. They, wow. I don't I don't think they were both at Battle on the Bay. I think they were at Oshkosh on the water, weren't they? I I thought they huh. Well, anyway. All right, you guys you guys stall. I'll 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 do some recon here. That's right. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give 10 to 1 that they were both at on the water. Okay. Well, I yeah, I was just on on the water and I didn't I didn't see that. But anyway, either way, just to be able to move on. No, I don't think Oconomowoc was at on the water. Oh, you're talking about Yelk. I thought you were talking about Rabidol and Herm. I'm well. I don't oh, know. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Anyway, well, just oh, we'll cut it with Rabidol. Yelk did not wrestle Rabidol. <laughs> they did not. All right. Long and short of it is, uh, I thought I thought Germantown was at the Cheesehead, but I was wrong. So uh, Rabidol, you know, I thought strength, I picked him. I, the strength I of I any relationship him. is communication, Steve. And you and I are. We're, we look like an old married couple right now with the way that we're communicating back and forth. Hey, you guys were both right, okay? God help us, man. Uh, I'll go with Eli. Give me a Germantown, Teague. <laughs> I, that that could not have ended any better once once everything finally clicked. And then, <laughs> all right, 150 pounds. So 150 pounds, I... I I kind of compare it to 126 in that there aren't any really big names. Um, but I have I have five names. Um, Brady Krieger of Port Washington, Logan Lodel of Reedsville, Jonah Stammer of Homestead, Mason Taylor of Pulaski, and Zach Mallon of Aquinas. Um, I've watched Brady Krieger wrestle a lot this year, and I think he's one of the most improved kids in the state of Wisconsin from where he was last year at this time to where he is at this, this year at this time, um, just doing some, just some really creative stuff. And, um, you know, he was struggling with that, with that elbow injury last year and he seems to have recovered well from it. He's wrestling really well. Um, Jonah Stammer, who's obviously mine. I think Jonah's 20 and 10 right now, which to come up with 20 wins, and only 10 losses with the schedule that we've had. Um, he's doing really good things. Um, I haven't seen Logan Russell this year, obviously, but I know that Mason Taylor's really good. And Zach Mallon, you know, when 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 you're David Mallon's brother and you're spending as much time as they do at LAW with Corey and then um, with Deke at Aquinas, you're going to get nothing but better, right? That's right. Teague, hard weight class to pick first on this one. I was hoping you'd go first, but uh, I really want to go with Panther Nation, Panther Gang, Logan Lodel. Uh, I just I'm leaning towards uh, Brady Krieger of Port Washington because I know that uh, some of those losses, 25 and six, you know, some of those are from by state, 
and uh, just some quality losses there. So I'm going with Brady from Port Washington. And don't forget, Port goes up. They start their season at the Luxembourg-Casco duels. That's true. Right? Good call. In just a brutal dual, dual meet tournament. Um, and if anybody's seen Luxembourg-Casco this year, you know that they are a dynamite team. So you're, you know, you walk out with your with your skin intact from, from facing kids like that, and you're pretty good. Right. You know, this is this is one of those brackets where maybe you, maybe you just pick on a feeling from your gut. So I'm going to go with uh, go with the mom's old alma mater. I'm going to take Carson Bruce from Brookfield Central. For my, he's pick. having a really good year too. He really is. And that's I'm sure there's results out there. Just being on the live show, I just didn't. Yeah, that's <laughs> I'm I'm going with Bruce though. I'm going to ride with it. Feeling feeling good about it. So we got nice. 157 next. So 157. I'm first with this one, right? <laughs> no. Uh, oh. I don't, I don't think you are. <laughs> Ernie, so you're supposed to be on my side. At 157, I have six kids. Charlie Millard of Homestead. Xander Kukinen of Waukesha West. Sawyer Daly of Plymouth. Rylan Schneider of Oshkosh West. Tanner Hart of Kimberly. Um, and Eli Mira of Mount Horeb. Um, obviously, you know, when we've been talking about kids that are at a different level and, um, and I, I can say, I think my son's wrestling kind of at a different level right now than, than a lot of kids. Um, and, and when we were at, uh, the cheese head that, you know, when I think, um, RQ referred to me as, um, nervous Nelly, which, which I am, I'm a pacer and, um, when we got done with that tournament, I, I looked at my wife and my brother and some friends who came up to watch and I'm like, Charlie's starting to look like a college wrestler right now in terms of the style that, that he's wrestling. And I, I just thought he looked really good, especially um, in the semis and finals against, you know, a nationally ranked kid, Naren Stewart. So um, I'm actually sitting in his room right now because we have a small house and he's not home right now. So I came upstairs for <laughs> in his room. Um, Xander Kukanen of Waukesha West. I, I can't remember if Xander's a junior or senior, but he's, he's just an outstanding wrestler in his own right. Um, Sawyer Daly, you know, I I've talked about my relationship with the, with the Daly family and, um, and Sawyer's having a great year. I actually saw the third place match at battle on the Bay between he and Ryland Schneider, which came down to overtime. Uh, just really, really good match. Um, and Tanner Hart of Kimberly, I, I know him and have watched him. He's super solid. Um, I don't know the Mount Horeb kids that well. Um, I know I have seen Eli Leonard, obviously, who we'll talk about in a little bit, but, um, th there's five super solid kids right there. Yeah. I would say even if maybe, uh, maybe the folks, a champion pick or whoever the champions could be obvious, there's going to be a lot of good wrestling in the quarters, semis, and backside that should not go unnoticed. Right. You guys should go to a point system where you get so many points for getting the champ right. And if you pick the finalist, you know, in some of these weight classes yeah. where the Murasolas and stuff are, that you get an extra point or something like that. You should go 3-1 or something like that. Oh, I back. like that. Like, depending on how our pick does on the back. Yeah. yeah that sure. would be... 
Or you you know how like you used to make picks, like you pick the uh, the NFL teams and you rank them versus confidence. Confidence yeah. picks. Like, oh yeah, confidence so, picks. Oh, I do confidence yeah, so, picks well, like three times a year. Yeah. <laughs> or, or based on ease. So like I think um, Teague, you only get like half of a point for picking Charlie because it's that easy. So how about <laughs> how about that? Hey, Teague, let me ask this. I, I'm going to do something I've never done before. Because you know I would take the field if I could. But who would you take? Who who would be your your pick. Are you talking to me? No, either one of you. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say if I pick second, I would I would roll with Kukanen. Yeah, let's or, go with my second Kukanen. How about you, Ernie? Who would you who would you take in this one? I, I I'm gonna admit full complete bias because he spent so much time at my house and we hang out together. But I would have to go with with Sawyer Daly, and and I, I, you know. Full. I'm I'm being crystal clear here. Um, it, it's because I love that kid so much. Um, I was telling Stephen Teague beforehand that we have so many farm animals on our property. Um, <laughs> because Shane Daly, Shane Daly comes down with chickens and goats and dogs, and um, he's not allowed to come down anymore unless Sarah checks the car to make sure that there's no animals in it before he comes here. But. Um, I I'm really impressed with Sawyer, right? He's a sophomore who's been a little bit in Silas's shadow and has been dealing with a little bit of an injury, but he, he just, he's another kid who never quits either. So I, I'm picking yeah. him. I would pick him on, you know, because this man, group of kids would be a lot of them. You know, I'm going to go with my, uh, my brother combination. So I'm going to go well, with, hang uh, on, hang on, hang on. Well, we gotta, we gotta be official here. I just want to well, let it be known when we when I was at the Marrowwood quad last week or two yep. weeks ago, I stepped on the scale, fully clothed, shoes on and everything, and I weighed 158. And yep. I just want to say that Charlie's very lucky that I don't have any years of eligibility left. But since <laughs> I am not there and I can't pick myself, I will take yep. Charlie Millard as my Highlander champion. Oh. I thought you already picked Antique. You know what? You could dodge out of the match if Charlie t- decided to take you on. You say that you are overweight. You were over by one pound, and therefore the match cannot happen. I think in a singlet, I'm making weight. That's what I mean. Well, is that I'm yeah. trying to save you here? I'm trying to like help you. Stop it! You're I'm not a- scared. <laughs> Teague, I really like you, but I don't know if I want to see any of the three of us in a singlet right now. I'll, I'll yeah. be honest. Right. Hey. <laughs> T, here's the deal. I think we should set up for charity. We should set up you wrestling up wrestling a match against Charlie and uh, just see what happens. For every takedown Charlie gets, we donate fifty dollars to something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as as Teague's arms are falling off, oh, paste that back on there. Get him back in there. <laughs> so, I'll go with uh, Teague. I'm going with Xander. All right. <laughs> One. I want to say though, uh, on a serious note about Charlie. Ernie, I think a really cool thing that we can say about Charlie is I I think I might have more doubts if if Charlie wrestles Stewart last year. And I think it just goes to show that even though we're talking about guys that are next level compared to a lot of the field, he's still putting in a lot of work behind the scenes to like get to like if Charlie didn't improve at all from last year to this year, I don't know if he beat Stewart, but he did and he looked very good while doing it. So Thanks. that's a compliment to his work ethic. You know, we were talking about the sport hum- being humbling, and um, and you know, I get I get to see these kids 
a lot of them every day, you know, especially not during the season. And, and I, I can talk about Charlie cause he's mine, but I can tell you when I'm looking at this list that none of these kids are sitting pat, right. Going, Oh yeah, I had a great year last year. I just, I just want to maintain that this year. Right. Doing the things that they're doing. And, and he wants to be, you know, he wants to be a division one wrestler in the big 10. And he understands that to get there, especially in the weights, he's going to be at like 57 or 65, that he better continue to grow or, or it's, you know, it's going to be a rough road to hoe. So thank you. I, I do think that he, he was at a different level that weekend than I've seen him at too. Like I walked away as a guy who sees his kid every day and went, wow, <laughs> that he's, he's, that his approach and IQ are, are changing dramatically as, as a lot of these kids are. Right. So thank you. Steve, you took Kukannon. Yep. 165. So this, this is one of, to me, the three deepest weight classes um, in our tournament. And um, I narrowed it down to seven, but I could have probably gone to 10 with this one. Um, Eli Leonard of Mount Horeb. Connor O'Donnell of South Milwaukee. Jackson Villarreal of Oak Creek. Isaiah Guerrero of Waukesha West, Caleb Peckrell of Hartford, Nick Dayhek of Kewaskum, and then I have Brady Stammer of Homestead in there as well. Um, interestingly enough, three of these seven kids are in the same sectional together. Um, when you look at Connor, Jackson, and Brady. And so, you know, we're going to find find some things out this week, which will give us a glimpse into what could happen um, in, in less than a month now. Man. Um, <laughs> I, one of them might not make state is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they're all three at 165, one of them not going to make state for sure. Three really good kids. Um, Caleb Peckrell really impressed me last week. And, um, I, ha- I haven't seen Nick since, um, Slinger, but he's crazy good. And Connor, to me, Connor's really interesting. Connor was at 138 last year at the state tournament and is now wrestling at 165. And I think I think he's not a big 165 pounder, but when he goes off to college, his coaches, you, you could just see the height in him, the growth. So they're really encouraging him um to get big. And so he mm-hmm. he's kind of embraced that. And Keith, his dad's a really good friend of mine, so we talk a lot. Um, and I think, I think he, he has one loss at on the water, uh, in the finals, um, to Vandenbush, I think, um, he's, he's wrestling really well. And I think Jackson's 30 and two or something. And he won, um, the Duffy last week and, and Isaiah has been wrestling really well for years. Um, and you know, and, and the, the Peckrell boys are, are really tough and, and, and Brady is really coming into his own. He was injured all last year with a, um, with a torn ACL and has come back and, and wrestled really well for us this year. This is a deep, deep it, it bracket. <laughs> tough, tough one to pick. You're absolutely right. And, I, and I'm first out of Teague, right? Uh, Cervantes, mm-hmm. uh, Plasky, uh, Andy, tough wrestler as well. And Pinky, I uh, wouldn't talk about Jesse Pinky's coming off a football injury. 
uh, from Aquinas, want to know, could make some noise in this one as well. I, I'm, you know what? I saw this guy wrestle at a at a smaller tournament, two or three. Oh, he's a senior now, so it might have been three years ago. And I just really, I became a, uh, you know, you see guys wrestle and you just like, you almost become like an instant fan. And I'm a, uh, I'm an instant fan of this kid, Connor O'Donnell, a South Milwaukee, uh, is a is a tough wrestler. Excited to see him uh, compete at state this year. Obviously, he's got a tough section to get through, but Connor is my pick for. Uh, one, where are we? One sixty-five. Oh, I was hoping, I was hoping would have not snuck it past you, but yeah, that's uh that's a great choice there, Steve. But again, like we talked about, it's a deep bracket, so there's plenty of other choices that we can go with. I just gotta say, seeing there could be a guy that's a state qualifier that's seated outside the top eight, which is absolutely crazy. Uh, I also want to say Harry Bordelotti from Whitefish Bay. I hope someone in his family owns an Italian restaurant because that just sounds like it should be a restaurant name right there. But it's a not, good Italian name for sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna run with I'm gonna take Leonard as as my pick here. Okay, he's super tough, man. That's not a terrible pick. Let me tell you. Uh, here's here's the thing. I always went Waukesha West, and Waukesha West could be racking up some points here, Ernie. Right on. For sure. I have them listed as one of the teams to watch in in the team race. I do. Um, yeah, I mean, this is one. I Those two guys, I think, are probably the favorites to be in the finals, but there is no guarantee at all. With the with the quality of these kids, there could be a chance neither of them end up in the finals as well. For sure, That's right? For sure. One seventy five. Wow. This is. I mean, I know there's going to be a potentially fun semifinal here. Crazy, crazy exciting. Um, can't start talking about it without talking about David Mallon, who was a state champ last year. Um, David's one of those kids. He and Charlie are obviously the same grade and they were the same weight for a long time when they were younger. And, um, and so I got to know he and his family really well. Uh, and you want to talk about a quality kid. And obviously he's going to the university of Wisconsin. Um, the university of Wisconsin got an outstanding wrestler who is a better person, mm. right. In terms of quality of character. So you got to start with David, um, won the by state and looked great doing it. Um, and then, and then I have on my list is Ben Ott, you know, who um, has done has been at the state tournament the last two years, um, who I who I've grown to really love. Who's a great all around athlete, great quarterback, great running back, um, outstanding catcher in baseball, you know. Yeah. And then having having the kind of success he has, and Ben Ott is dangerous on the wrestling mat, right? If you get sloppy with him, your feet can be about, you know, three feet over his head and you're going for a ride. And then Johnny Bosch is another one who's just an outstanding athlete, right? Who's who's coming into his own in wrestling. I think Ben beat Johnny earlier in the year um, in, in a pretty good match. Um, I have two other guys listed. Uh, Guy Fraley of Homestead, who guys having a great year for me who's really come into his own um, and wrestled some tough weight classes. Um, 
you know, run some really tough tournaments. And then I put Joey Rothen of Racine Case in there because he's having a great, great year up to this point in time too. So five really, really quality names. Right. I'm up first. I just got to yeah. say the semifinal matchup. Also, how many botches are there that have wrestled for Beast? Because there's Johnny. He has a, some. There's another botch on the team. And wasn't there an older one too? I think so. I think three. I could be wrong. Or maybe Johnny's one of those kids. I think he's been there seven years when, you know, it's like, how, how is that kid still there? Um, I, yeah, I don't true. Know who, was, it, was it him when he was young who um, pushed Ethan Riddle really hard a couple times? I think it may have been him. Oh, man. Now I, now I want to go back and find it. Well, that'll be an after podcast thing. But it's Johnny. So who's the on. other botch on the on Beast right now? Is it Aaron? I think you're right. I'm really excited because I know Ben and Johnny had a pretty good finals match at a tournament earlier in the year. If that ends up being a semifinals, then that's really cool. Shout out to Guy for having a solid season so far. But I got to go with Mr. Moline of Aquinas as my pick. I, is, that and I don't... The last name? is it Moline? I always call him Malin. Um, <clears throat> I mean, no disrespect. I've always called him that. If it's Moline, I'm going to change my tune and make sure I get that right. I, I got you on the Aquinas names, Ernie. Yeah, we're good. But, so just the, the big three, Moline, Pinky, and Flaggy. Oh, gotcha. and then and then Lenhair. Lenhair. Oh, Len- I said it wrong. Darn it. You said Lenhair, Steve. Yeah. Did I really say Lenhair? Okay. I Ernie, thought I you go. get a little more I- slack from the Aquinas folks because you're all the way across the state. So you're okay. good. Yeah. Moline, <laughs> yep. Lacrosse the wrestling is uh, tap it in first first comment of the day by the Aquinas Blue Golds and yep it's Moline uh, so I mean no disrespect because I think you know how I feel about um, what I what I've talked about what the job Deke and and Corey with Law have done with those kids and how dedicated they are and we're super happy to have them so those are mistakes I'm happy to admit and we're going to make sure we get them right when names are getting announced on Friday that's right. Hey, we appreciate well, it, Ernie. Yeah, we got Steve-O, what do you got my, for this one? Pick, you know, here's the thing is that uh, um, uh, I, I'm assuming this is Deke, but uh, yeah, he's saying Ernie is the man. Looking forward to coming down. Yep, so that's got to be Coach. <laughs> he is the man. And speaking of the man, I got to tell you, I, I think I, I was announcing for Battle in the Bay, and I made this comment. Um, obviously, we were watching Charlie was in the finals, and, and that's a no-brainer, but I couldn't help but noticing the Charlie Millard effect, right? It was uh, this this guy by the name of Jonah, Jonah Stammer. I'm like, holy cow, he's out there kind of kicking butt. And then you got Brady Stammer. And then there's Guy Fraley, obviously a guy we, we've known from last year. But I can't help but imagine that all these guys are getting the Charlie Millard effect every day in the in the practice room. And you, you notice that those records and those guys are really kicking butt. And uh, so shout out to Guy. I'd really like to go with your guy, Guy Fraley, um, Teague, <laughs> our coach. But um, – I, you know, you, you talk me into it. I do listen. I mean, my, I know my wife will disagree with this, but I do listen. And I kind of, I was like, oh, Johnny Bosser, Ben Ott, Johnny Bosser Ott, Bosser Ott, who do I go with? And, you know, you, you, you said two things that really, uh, really is going to steer me one way. One was that you said he beat him in a good match early in the year. But here's the other one, a three-sport athlete. And you, you're speaking my language when you said he was a catcher. There's just something about wrestlers. Be, I think they just go hand in hand. When you got a wrestler – 
and he's on the baseball team. He's got to be a catcher because we're just not very bright. Put us in the most most painful position there is. What's more painful than a catcher? I'm going with Ben Ott as my pick. Let's I know go. you got to tell yourself short, but historically, if you look at great managers in Major League Baseball, they're catchers. And um, it, because catchers are looking out at that whole field, right? And they're yep. field generals. You got to know what's going on. And um, I'll tell you what, when Ben Ott gets rid of a baseball, it gets down to second base really quickly. That's awesome. That's a couple of good three-sport athletes there at the top yeah. with, with Odd Moline. And I know Johnny Bosch is a multiple-sport athlete, too. I'm not oh, sure really? exactly which ones. Um, he's crazy talented. Do we have – are we down to one weight class now? Man. Last weight class, Teague. For 10 bucks, I'll let you pick first, Teague. <laughs> no, no, you – I, I feel just fine here. Ernie, you, you have the floor. Here we go. Um, obviously, got to start with Connor Marisola, who has qualified for the Olympic trials, I might add. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> holy, like, we're talking about a kid who had qualified for the Olympic trials when he hadn't turned 18 yet. <laughs> right? And- Evan Wick could be in this field, and I don't know if I would pick against oh, Mirazola. I mean, yeah, he's beaten Evan Wick twice, right, in the last year. And then he beat Max Dean, who's a national champ, right? And Evan <laughs> Wick is a four-time All-American. And um, so, yeah, I don't keep think Keep going. You're swaying me. You're swaying me to pick him. Yeah, uh, or keep giving me some more. But but once again, you got you got to look at the body of what the other kids done. Tyson Martin of Aquinas is really good. Yep. Um, Thomas Riley of Kenosha Bradford. I looked. Um, the coach posted he's taken third at the Highlander the last two years. And that's a it's a I'm bragging, but it's a really good tournament. Mm-hmm. Right. In the top three are doing great stuff, and Oregon of Fond du Lac. You know, you want to talk about another family of wrestling. I I could be wrong. Is he a freshman? Or it, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. He's having the kind of year he has as a freshman at, at 190. That, that's doing some special stuff. Um, and then Chase Wusencraft of Pulaski is a super good wrestler. Yeah. So it's one of those things where, yes, we know that Connor Marisol is there. Uh but the kids that are that are in that bracket as well, there's a bunch of really good rosters in that bracket. Well, Steve, you got the floor first if you want to say anything about the field or not. But I know, and yeah, I think we know where you're going picks-wise, and we'll still let you announce that. But, yeah, your yeah. thoughts on this bracket first. Yeah, you said Wusenkraft, Tyson Martin. I was trying to look up at um, – Teague, didn't Tyson have a really good – by state, I was just trying to. I, I couldn't find it. Uh, I'm not. I'm not good with the clicking under pressure. Teague, that's your department. I don't. Um, I don't have the by state. I know he did well. So just give me. Uh, give me a yeah. few seconds here. Thomas Riley, I, he's really impressed me too. Um, just watching him over the last few years. Here, here's what I want to know, Coach. You know, uh, you know Connor real well. I really want to know. Does he get nervous? I mean, do, you know, like. You know, when you when you beat Evan Wick twice and you beat a national championship, I mean, do you come to a high school tournament and is there any nerves at all? I just want to, I don't know, like what's going through his brain. I mean, are you how do you approach it so that you go out there and try to get better? Right. I mean, that's a that's a good question. But uh, 
I don't know. Maybe so, you got some thoughts on that, or maybe you can find that info on me. Or T, I, we I, might get the I, we might get a I chance do. to interview him coming up here uh, in, a, in a couple months. But I'm going with Connor. I know that Connor's approach. Um, he he's a special kid, right? Um, and and Angela LaRosa, I was talking about the unicorns, right? And the Miro Souls have two unicorns in their house. Um, but he's he's doing stuff that it's almost overwhelming when you're sitting in your living room and, and knowing Evan Wick the way I do. And I know Evan personally and the outstanding wrestler and a four-time All-American, right? And I think he took third three times. And um, Connor always goes out with the expectation that he's going to win, regardless of who he's wrestling, whether it's Mark Hall, right? Or Alex Deeringer, right? Or whether he's wrestling Charlie Millard in his, in his first tournament um, as, as a youth. Charlie actually wrestled Connor in his very first tournament at the Wildcat Open, <laughs> the, the West Bend Wildcat Tournament. Nice. Um, I always laugh about that when I see pictures of those guys when they were little, but Connor's approach is, is always, he expects to win. And, um, and, and like I've talked about, he and Cole both treat their opponents with respect. Um, and, and, and like, he's, he was irritated with himself when he lost to Mark Hall. He was irritated with himself when he lost to Alex Deeringer, right? Like, he came home and he's like, I should have won that match, um, which is that's how you become great is that kind of expectation. And I remember Charlie sitting with me um, and he's so tight with these guys. Right. And he was so excited for Connor. And then out of his mouth trickled. If Connor's doing that, I know that there's an outside chance I can do that someday. I want to be, I want to be that guy. So, so he's a guy that, is accomplishing things that tell the rest of the world. That's who I want to be. I want to give a shout out here before I make my pick. I know you talked about John a little bit earlier. I think you talked about Robbie as well, but Robbie was on a podcast. I forgot. It was like a wrestling mom podcast. I don't have the exact name of it, but man, you want to talk about like a grade a example of an amazing wrestling parent. I, well, first of all, talking to John a few times, I know he's a great dude, but hearing Robbie's story guys, like she really, she's not really like the biggest fan of wrestling, but her kids love it. And she's just all supportive of it. And it's just like, it's one of those deals where it's like, okay, like I don't have the same interests as my kids, but like, I'm going all in for this because it, it's what they love. And like, it's, that's what I'm doing as a parent. And it's just really awesome. You got to, I think you should listen to the whole podcast for sure, but I want to throw that plug in there. Ernie, I'm sure you can speak more on that. So I, I will talk about them a little bit. John and Robbie are divorced, which is not a secret to anybody. Um, one of the things that I find so amazing about them is they made the decision when, when their marriage ended that they were going to put Cole and Connor first that everything they did in their lives was going to be about giving their sons the opportunities they could. They could. Um, I cannot imagine two people doing a better job of raising sons than John and Robbie have. Um, and there are dynamics involved, right? When, mm -hmm. when you've got a family that, that split um, and they, they talk about all the time, they're incredible. They've become incredible friends um, and care deeply about each other and would do anything for each other in order to help their sons progress. 
And it's not an easy, it's not an easy thing when your kids are as good as Cole and Connor are the expenses of traveling, um, the time that has to be taken off vacations become non-existent because your vacation is, is traveling to Las Vegas or to Austin, Texas, or to Penn station or those things. Um, I'm glad that Robbie was, was in that. If, if you want to do a great podcast sometime talking about real world stuff, um, and, and the realities of, of life as it is, you should put John and Robbie Mirasola on together and listen to how they've managed, um, to just do a ridiculous job of raising kids. Lisa and I talk to them all the time and just talk about the admiration that we have for them in, in putting their sons first in, in this world. Wow. That's, and that's the moment of the show. It's hard to talk wrestling after that. Cause that was very, that was very real. That was, but that was very genuine and it's just, yeah. Thank you. For, I got a little misty eyed there for that. <laughs> there's, there's, I am too. And uh, yeah, I mean, I have, I have friendships. We have friendships that will never end because of the quality of people they are. My, so before we talk team stuff here, I want to say I, a big Tyson Martin fan, but I'll be so, so happy for Thomas Riley if they match up in the semis and he ends up being a finalist after placing third the last two years. But on that note, I don't even know if Martin's a lock necessarily to to make the finals. He's going to have to wrestle pretty well. Ortegon would be a pretty fun dark horse pick to make here. But I'm going to take Tyson and Martin from Aquinas as my championship pick. And I left it off to Diego um, Armendariz. Yeah, was wrestling great report. I got you know I I get to talking and and forget things. You know, I've seen him grow. He's really tough, too. What do you guys think the odds are that Brody Sardina from, is it, it's West Allis, Hale, W-E-A-H? Not sure about um, you. Oh, I've, okay. I think, what do you think the odds are that he's related to D'Angelo Sardina from uh, Hayward? I don't know. <laughs> Some... That'd be a pretty distant relative, I would say. But, yeah, I'm taking Tymar. And that's what we got for individuals. Team stuff here. I didn't even think about team stuff, but... Yeah. Ernie, what? let's hear your teams to watch first. If you have, if you have like, the notes in front of you, I have things I, I think I want to say, but... Yeah. I, 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 I'll go alphabetical order. Aquinas... Kiwaskum, Nina, New Berlin, Oshkosh West, and Waukesha West. Those are the, the six teams that I had in mind. Now, mind you, when we talked about it last year, I didn't have Kiwaskum on the list and they took second. So I could mm-hmm. very easily be overlooking somebody, right? Um, those are the six teams that I put down just in terms of depth with what the kids are accomplishing that I see as being challengers to win this tournament. So like uh, they're a team that after what they've done the last year and a half or so, they've earned the right where they come to mind. Every time you see them in a team race, you got to think about them. I think they are a little banged up right now. So I'm not going with Kowalskum on this one. I know you mentioned I didn't think about new Berlin. That could be a, a fun pick to make there. 
Nina also is having a solid year, which we got to give her at this point in the year now, Steve. I mean, Nina returned. It was what? Almost. It was just half their starters. So uh, props to the job that Kluskins and his staff are doing with those kids. Mm -hmm. Um, Oshkosh West, they, they have a good solid team. I'll tell you what, Ernie, you brought up Waukesha West. I mean, there's a potential they could have three or four champions. And that's huge points for them. (laughs) Two teams that you didn't list. And and I'm not even just saying this because you're on the show, but Hartford is a really good team where, I mean, Flater could be a champion, but they have a team where they could have no champions and almost win this thing. They they have a lot of depth. But then you look at, I know duels and tournaments are different, but you look at the Homestead-Hartford duel, and dare I say, could Homestead win their home tournament, the Highlander, this year? But just like I did on the sectional preview, I went away from Homestead. I went away from all the area teams, and I'm taking the newcomers from Aquinas, the Blue Golds, for my team pick. T, that was really good. You you were getting uh, good at going this way and then, you know, Two in the old uh, roundhouse with the left hand. That was pretty good. So um, I, I'll just say the teams that I wrote down. I got Kiwaski, Aquinas, Hartford, West Bend West. Uh, the only reason why I wrote, obviously, West Bend West in a tournament like this, that this that's this big. When you get three champs, if you get a little filler there, you can you can place high. I do not think they're going to win it. Um, Waukesha West, Nina, Oshkosh West, and Homestead. And I think uh, one of the big things with this one that's really going to help a team is having a full weight class. Uh, are all 14 filled, I should say. I apologize. Uh, Aquinas has that, right? Hartford has that. Waukesha West and Oshkosh West. Um, ultimately, I, you know, T, coming into this, I was going to go with Kewaskin, but they're only coming in with 12 wrestlers. But, you know, those 12 in a big tournament like this can score a lot of points. Uh, ultimately, it came down, it came down to this. By, by knowing that you were going to – I mean, how do, how do you go against Aquinas? They took second at the, the Bi-State, right? They scored points from all over. Um, I forgot that you got to pick first, so I knew I was going to pick second. Teague, Oshkosh on the water. Hartford, Oshkosh West, and Kewaskum were all there. It was eight points that separated the three teams. Coming out of that juggernaut was Hartford with only 13 wrestlers. Now they have 14. Not as big of a tournament, but I would say just as good as competition, so I'm going to go with Hartford as my champion. Yeah, can't really go wrong with every team that Ernie mentioned, and even outside of that, it's it's just it, a while. Well, Ernie, I feel like every year the team race just it gets us on this one. Like there, there's yeah. teams that that really make themselves known at this tournament. Yeah, I you know I think because I forget I take I I think I took my conference for granted tonight when I was talking about the teams um, because. Corey and his staff have a really deep team and they have huge numbers. And in tournaments like this, you're right. You get a couple kids in the finals and you have a bunch of kids placing, you know, scoring points below them. You can be right there. And Hartford's they've shown that in all the tournaments they've been in this year, that they have the depth that a lot of teams don't have to do that. So. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. This also just, I'm literally going in the order. I got this gear. I, it, I didn't even think about the Aquinas Aquinas thing until it got time to make team picks. I said, oh, yeah, well, this kind of works itself out. But you bet. no, I was not spoiling my pick beforehand or something. Uh, it's, 
All right, that's that's what we got for the Highlander. I asked real quick, schedule wise for us, gonna be uh, gonna be putting on some miles, but Teach it's gonna be on miles, man. Gonna be check, worth it. Check this out. You guys got to hear what Teague is doing. So tomorrow we're going. To, I'm going to Cumberland, and we got Cumberland versus Saint Croix Falls. I think there's an Italian restaurant that I'm going to be eating at beforehand that I heard was pretty good. Good recommendation up there in the Island City. And then a Fenimore, Iowa, Grant Highland, and Darlington Blackhawk on a Friday. That's going to we'll be a be fun try. We got Steve joining the fold there. Also, Steve, I, there's a two-time state champ from Cumberland that I think is joining me on the commentary tomorrow, which I'll try to find his name here real quick. Is it Dawson Johnson? Is he at Cumberland? John. So Johnson's still wrestling. So he... It's uh um let me uh, Seth Strickland. <laughs> Seth Strickland who was a oh. state champ in 2000. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So that'll be uh, yeah, we'll get him on for commentary tomorrow. Steve O and I on the mic for some more Southwest wrestling action on Friday. And then a quick turnaround leaving that try. I'm I'm assuming Steve's Steve's sleeping over at my place in Holman as a little midpoint. And then we're going up to St. Croix Falls on Saturday for uh, the St. Croix Falls uh, St. Croix Falls tournament. I don't know if there's a name with it, but yeah, it's uh, I think nice. it's equated to about like 14 or 15 hours of drive time. But we get to watch and stream a lot of good wrestling, folks. So that's right. And on Wisconsin Wrestle, the Highlander will be. Uh, oh yeah, on that. <laughs> yeah. It's important to announce that, right? Yeah, all ten mats are going to be broadcast live. Um, it should be should be a lot of fun. Well, Ernie, uh, now now's the time. We're not letting you off easy on this one. Because here's the thing: you are always going to be welcome back. Well, he's, uh, he's he's retiring from coaching, but he's still running the Highlanders, so we're still going to have him on. So this isn't this isn't goodbye. It's and goodbye. he made the mistake. He gave us his phone number, so unless he changes it on us, we can keep bothering him. I can't change it. I can barely. I'm, at my age, I can't remember anything anyway. If I change my phone number, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. So we don't need to get. I guess we don't need to get sentimental here. Then that's yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. No, well, we, there's plenty of time for that. Let me tell you. So. Well, Ernie, hey, I'm glad so far. I know, like you said, there's peaks and valleys, but right now it seems like it's it's been a great year on your last go-around. I think probably the next time we'll see you will be at uh, State. We always thank you for coming on the show. And, I mean, uh, your wrestling analysis is great, but your people analysis is even better. And I think that's, that's right. why that's why everyone loves you, man. So thank you for taking your time and – your efforts to put the tournament together and putting notes together for this and coming on. So yeah, we appreciate you, uh, Mr. Millard. Thanks for all you guys do for the sport of wrestling. And um, I know you undersell it sometimes, but you shouldn't because you bring a lot of attention to, to a great sport in such a positive way. Um, we live in a world that isn't positive all the time. And I've, n- I've never listened um to Steve Lurkin and Teague Worldton and not felt good about things afterwards. So thanks for all you do. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, we, we try to have some fun. Keep it it off. You don't get to laugh because I mean it because you guys oh. are great people that do great I, stuff. Well, thank you. 
Thank, we have yeah. fun. Th- thank you, Ernie. So, yeah, we appreciate that, man. Folks, I think on that note, another great episode with Ernie Millard. And we will catch you on the flip side.